Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Dismantling You podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Pineda. I'm an international yoga and meditation retreat leader and a two-time TEDx speaker. This week's guest is Hans de Graaf. Hans is founder of the Brainfulness Institute based in the Netherlands. He focuses on three topics, vitality, leadership, and significance. He is a serial entrepreneur, and his current roles are speaker, author, and mentor. On his business card, he calls himself Brainfulness Evangelist. Hans' professional purpose in life is empowering brilliant brains to bloom. This episode is brought to you by Costa Rica Surf Trip. They are my partners for my annual yoga, surf, and golf retreat in February 20, 2022. So before we get started, if you are new to the podcast, be sure to subscribe to be notified when new episodes release, and don't forget to leave a review. The more reviews and shares that we get, the more people we can reach and you never know when an episode can impact someone's life. Stay tuned now for my conversation with Hans. Welcome to my podcast, Hans. Glad that uh, I can be here, Lisa. I'm so delighted to have you speak with me today. And I'd love for our listeners to know that you are joining me all the way from the Netherlands. So welcome. You have such a fascinating background as a serial entrepreneur. Before we discuss how you founded the Brainfulness Institute, I'd love for our audience to get to know you a little bit more. Yes, of course, Lisa. Well, I'm Hans, born in a small town in the middle of the Netherlands. Uh, studied chemistry at the Utrecht University. Um, my first paid job was uh, in the pharmaceutical industry for a company called uh, Glexo. It's called uh, Glexo Smith-Klein nowadays. I was a sales rep. Then after three years, I became head of the purchase department. And uh, I did that for one year. And then I, well, followed my dream, maybe my destiny. I became an entrepreneur. Uh, I teach myself software development and started... uh, uh, yeah, started to make phone computers. Well, to make a long story short, uh, for uh, an association in the Netherlands, we made a program for computer-based examination. And uh, a strange thing happened back then is that the exams became very flexible. 200 workdays a year, you could take the exam. But the educational institute said, well, we have a class in September. So people for the exam in January. So that's why we started an educational company ourselves. And we did that in e-learning. And once again, back then, it was not as fancy as it is now. It was a CD-ROM, a disk, and computer, uh, a telephone computer uh, for, for, for testing uh, people if they did what they sh- should have done. Uh, that uh, developed very good. Uh, and then at a certain point when you uh, own the market, there's nothing more to win. We said, well, what we want to do is make other courses. So we started a company, uh, it's called iAcademy. It still exists today. And there we made about 200 topics, online courses, 
and we built corporate universities in e-learning. Well, then the last step is that we also started a new company again, and that's called Hiaho. It's also still exists, and that's a company, a, a tool for making videos interactive. Well, in 1995, I sold my shares, and since then I called myself a speaker. First, I talked about video and the brain and what does a video in your brain and what should you do to your video to appeal to other people's brain. But that evolved to the brain and decision-making. And that's, in the end, how Brainfulness and the Brainfulness Institute uh, uh, well came to life, were founded, uh, basically. But in that career from 1995 until now, there is a pivot point. And that pivot point is around the year uh, 2012, when my daughter, I got three children, she's the youngest, uh, was diagnosed with anorexia. Mm -hmm. And what happened, uh, Lisa, that is uh, that I, as a, of me, as a dad, I was pushed away by Lisa. Uh, she was crying for hours. And I tried to comfort her, but she pushed me away. And basically only her mom uh, had a little access to her. And of course, there are many uh, diseases, serious diseases that, that, that uh, uh, a child can get. But in most of those diseases, you are, as a parent have a comforting role to fight together against the disease. And what I witnessed with the anorexia of my daughter, she's also named Lisa, by the way. <laughs> um, what um, the, the feeling I got back then, it, it, it was powerless, basically. You want to help and you want to comfort and you want to things to go better. And your daughter, 12 years old, very talented, uh, she pushes you away and says, it's not your fault, but please let me die. Wow. How devastating is that? Wow. And well, we were lucky. One of my, uh, my, my colleagues, uh, a co-worker, also had a daughter who had anorexia a, years a few years before. And he gave us the best advice ever. He said, go directly to specialized help. Do not go to a general uh, psychi psychiatrist or something. Go directly to a center specialized in eating disorders. And that advice uh, we took, so we, we, we as, as basically as a family, got into therapy. And she fought like a lion, I could, I could say. And I can, can tell many stories about that. <laughs> and uh, I'm smiling now, but my heart is crying uh, when I remember those. But what I remember very good is that at the intake conversation at the Institute, where she was treated, they asked her about the relation with her father, with me. Mm. So basically, we were always talking about the business and the company at our dinner table, at our breakfast table. It was always about the problems at the office. So when Lisa was uh, diagnosed with anorexia, well, uh, to make it short, I felt guilty. It's, it's, of course, it's not sure exactly where anorexia comes from, and you cannot say this is the cause or this is the cause. I know that, but either way, I felt guilty. 
And my business partner back then, the, the same one where I started with uh, in 1995, so that's 17 years we were already business partner, I already had given him some signals. I, I Even before the anorexia of uh, Lisa, uh, many times I said, we should quit the business. We, get, we, we have to sell and, and, and start doing other things. Uh, and then he always said to me, but Hans, we are making so much money with it. Because mm. we did what we did. We had an online training program and education permanente, which was... Uh, 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 how do you say that? When you have to do that by law. But we were able to sell it in the beginning days at a price of uh, a class that is in person. You see what happens? We sell online learning at a price for an, online, for an in-person training. So indeed, we made lots of money. But then I said to him, but it's also costing a lot of money. Mm. Well, I see Lisa as one of my cast in the end that, that that came from that. And then at a certain point, and I, I don't know exactly, exactly the year, but Lisa recovered amazingly quickly after a year, 2013 or 2014. Um, as I look at it back now, um, I almost had a burnout. And the trick is in the word almost. Because I saw the symptoms. Eh? So being more uh, grumpy is the good word, I think, uh, to, to, to my wife and, uh, and, and uh, sleeping and, well, all the basic signs. And then I made a conscious decision. I am not going to get a burnout. Because when you have a burnout, you have to do some things to change your life for the better. So, so other things than before your burnout that got you the burnout. So I thought, well, the changes I have to make in my life when I have a burnout, isn't it much smarter to make those changes now and prevent the burnout? So when did you decide to pivot? decision that it had to go, uh, th that my life had to change, that al also resulted in 2015 in selling my shares. Mm. And well, that's where I, where I am today, uh, doing what I love. Uh, Brains play such a critical role in not only how successful we are in business, but in our health and well-being. And this is a topic that's often cast aside. Why? Well, I always say, What's good, is, what's good for your brain is also good for your body. So this, the, 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 when you look at nutrition, what's good for your brain, also good for your body. When you look at sleep, rest, breaks, good for your brain. No, not good. Essential for your brain and good for the body. So in the media, um, there's a, a, a lot of attention to the body about weight loss, about uh, makeup and uh, that kind of things. And the funny thing I, I always see, then you buy a magazine and then you see uh, the new diet, lose 20 pounds in a week with some magical method, of course. And then you turn the pages and then you see the recipe of that uh, delicious chocolate cake. How <laughs> 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 does that make sense in one magazine? So true. Uh, uh, finding the resilience to, 
yeah, to, 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 to re-evaluate, re but not quitting your, your goal. Uh, that, and of course, the executive functioning, the planning skills, the, your memory, uh, how that works. I think all those things can be improved by basically a few basic rules. And, and one of the things that I am very uh, uh, focused on lately is, for example, the concentration of COT, CO2, carbon dioxide, in the air you breathe. Because the more uh, carbon dioxide in, in, in the air, basically uh, the more your uh, IQ drops. Mm -hmm. And when you have an important job as a manager or uh, operator at some machinery that when it goes wrong, uh, many, many casualties, it's important that your brain functions optimally. Lisa, would you be uh, glad when you were operated by a surgeon who just had three or four hours sleep the night before? <laughs> no, nobody would. <laughs> and and at, at this age, we, of course, have a very powerful enemy. Look, your brain works on rewards. What feels good, a reward, the brain wants more of it. So that's the base for addictions. And uh, when, when you look at the brain and addictions, I see so many people basically uh, insulting, maybe I should use that word, other people by giving so much attention to their phone and not relying on the person and communicating with the person that's on the other end of the table. Exactly. Because you don't want to miss that post or uh, you want to see if your uh, whatever has an extra like. Yes. That's not good for the for the brain in the end. At the at, and that's that's the problem. At that moment, it feels good. So whatever bad habit you have, listener, <laughs> I'm going to direct the listener directly. Whatever bad habit habit you have, you have to put energy and time in it to make a better habit, a habit that will serve you not only now but also the future you. Exactly. So as leader of the Brainfulness Institute, what are some of your findings? Uh, so your brain is very important in generating that mind. So you have the good, the good conditions, eh? the nutrition, the oxygen, the light, sleep, that kind of things. Um, but your brain has so many features. I, I still I believe we are still at the beginning of the journey of uncovering all the secrets of the brain. We think, and that's a bias in itself, we think we know so much, but every time new things are discovered. Uh, lately, I think it's uh, a year and a half ago, they discovered that a neuron, for example, is not only firing or not firing, basically a zero or a one, a binary state, it's firing or not firing, but they discovered that in the Exxon, also analog computations take place. Mm. So fascinating. Th think about that. Uh, 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 um, and what implications that has on, well, future research. So in my, uh, when I talk about the brain, I always use the metaphor of a black box, just like a navigation system. You put in some address and as, as a miracle, it brings you there. You don't have to have knowledge about satellites and, 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 and that they also sometimes have to be corrected because the earth is not uh, spinning at a, at, a, at a certain rate or something. It, it just works. For you, it's black box. 
And when you are uh, an older listener, I'm 54. So in, uh, I can remember that when your car broke down and you were a little bit technical, you had a good chance you could repair it. But nowadays, a car, just like your smartphone and the navigation system, is a black box. It works and you experience how it works, but you do not have to have an idea how it works. Well, for me, the brain is a black box. Uh, uh, through your senses, signals are coming in. Then some magic happens. <laughs> and then something comes out of the black box. And what comes out of the black box is muscle movement. It can be, well, you, you see me now, right now, the listeners can't, but I'm, I'm using my arms to, 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 uh, to, to communicate. <laughs> um, but also my tongue, of course, is also driven by muscle. And the result of all those muscle movements is what we, as the, as, as the, uh, as the viewer of a person or of a brain, we see that as behavior. So I think just as you use your smartphone and have benefits from it without exactly knowing how it works inside that box, uh, you can have a look at the brain in the, in the same way uh, because it has some, some uh, it's a difficult word for me, peculiarities. Peculiarities, I, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, some strange thing, but they are almost all almost the same, and we call them biases, cognitive biases. One uh, that is very familiar is, for example, uh, the availability bias, to name one. Mm -hmm. uh, human brains value information that was easy to get more than information that you had to put a lot of effort in. And now the thing is, if you know that, you can take measures against those biases. You cannot prevent them from happening, but you can mitigate the effects. In a one-liner, if you have a brain, you are biased. Those two come together because of how your black box works. Well, in, those, in that black box, many processes happen at the, at the same time. Uh, I see it as a network of networks, but uh, when one part of the network has to be engaged in two tasks, well, just as in real life, one task has to be delayed or wait for a little. And that's the reason why we can't multitask. Mm -hmm. Because when you we can do, it, it, multitasking is no problem if you use other networks in the brain, but when you use a task that also is... Uh, taken by another process you're doing. Uh, when I talk about video in the brain, uh, I always have a slide where I play a sound file and have some text to read. And then I ask the audience, can you read the text and listen to the, well, to the audio? But the, it's, it's, it's a completely different audio. But you can't, you can only read or you can listen, not both. So when you have a presentation coming week, design your slide with this in mind. <laughs> so good. Yes, sure. So one question I get a lot is how do I prevent burnout? Go back to your values. Um, well, I, I've written a, a, 
let's call it a diet book in the Netherlands. And uh, I, in the Netherlands, we also have an uh, an, an app uh, for that to support people. And we also coach people. So what kind of examples come to mind? That person is, let's say, uh, 50 pounds, 60 pounds overweight. He works, works 60 hours uh, a week. Um, he doesn't spend much time with his kids because he has to work, of course. And when he is home, he sits on the couch with that bag of potatoes in front of the newest Netflix series. Mm-hmm. That person says, hey, my family, my, my spouse, my kids, most important thing. And what I do in a one-to-one conversation, I say, okay, but your behavior doesn't show. So it's one of two things. Or it isn't true. Your work, for example, is more important than your family. Or it is true, but then there has to be one conclusion. You have to change today, not tomorrow, not the day after tomorrow, at once. Because your complete lifestyle is not in line with your your values. And I'll make the circle round again. I think that's one of the things uh, where... uh, uh, where burnout comes in, when you yes. don't live according to your values, then basically you get something that is known as cognitive dissonance, so that your brain has to keep up separate values. You see yourself as a family man, but when other people look at you, you're not a family man, but your brain wants to keep up appearance. Yes. And that takes energy. Yes. You are a brainfulness evangelist. When do you do your best thinking? <laughs> I I think for almost 20 years now, uh, I think I study two to three hours a day, mm. brain decision-making and everything related to that. And I do that in my oval office. <laughs> <laughs> and I start smiling now because that's my bathtub. I read and study in my bathtub. And uh, there where th- that's where ideas are born. I use a lot of a lot of metaphors and models, and 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 I have pen and paper ready because uh, ideas come up. And another place of thinking and inspiration is well, when kickbiking or cycling, so nothing else on your mind, and then well, the ideas and the combinations uh, come up. I just uh, wrote uh, 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 a, a text about uh, how important it is that you read because when your brain has more blocks of knowledge, it's good for creativity, it's good for survival, it's good for, well, conversation. Uh, so I uh, I dare everyone to uh, read, uh, well, let's say, one book a week. Is that possible? <laughs> <laughs> love it. Hey, and you have to start them young. You know, my listeners would love to hear what a brainfulness evangelist does Talk us through your a typical day. A typical day for me in the stage of my company I'm right now is is uh, making content um, uh, where I want to be in a few years. I want that trainers and coaches all over the world use my models and tools and the concept of brainfulness on vitality, leadership, and purpose. So that's my end station that... Uh, that people who are much better at coaching and training than I am, uh, well, use tools and, well, 
as I told you before, for me, brainfulness is coming from the rational side instead of the emotion side, but they are equally important. But in the terminology I use in brainfulness, I want to especially be appealing to men. So to also give them a tool, well, to make their life better. There was one thing that you wanted our listeners to take away from this conversation today. What would it be? Well, can I return it with a question? And you don't have to answer, Lisa, but uh, the listeners answer it for yourself. What would you uh, rather have, a a physical disease or a brain disease? Mm. Or your business go broke or or, or fired uh, at work? I ask that question to many people. And let's be be clear. Nobody chooses to have a brain disease. Perfect. And I'll leave it at that. Hans, Please tell our listeners where they can find you online and about your offerings. And if they want to reach out to you and get in touch with you with any questions. Well, the website is obvious. It's called uh, brainfulness.institute. So brainfulness.institute. But uh, especially for this podcast, I uh, have made a landing page. It's called one to link slash dismantling. So one to L and then a point. I-N-K slash dismantling. So when you pronounce it, it would say one, two, link slash dismantling. And there I give you the opportunity to, well, to download a worksheet to start your value discovering journey. I also give you the opportunity to join uh, on a uh, uh, two-hour online training for uh, June 15th. And uh, if you want, you can also uh, schedule a meeting with me for 20 to 30 minutes to, well, to talk on your personal situation. So 12l.inc slash dismantling or the website brainfulness.institute. Perfect. And I will be sure to include all of those links in the show notes across all platforms. Yeah. Thanks for having me as you say that. You know, it's these mindset shifts that truly make a difference. If you like this podcast, share it with someone and be sure to leave a review. Till next time, here's to dismantling you.